0: Welcome to the Armor Report. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and thanks for joining me on a Saturday, one of the last, I guess, of the year um, that we're going to be having. So uh, it's been a great year. It's been lots of fun. We had a huge week. We're going to go over all of that. Let me just uh, start by reminding you the Armor Report. I titled it that because I consider it Armor for Your Portfolio. It stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. I'm the creator of this YouTube channel, Brett Rosenthal, as well as the founder of the ArmorReport.com. You can find the link right down here if you have an interest in becoming a Armor, an Armor Insider or a subscriber, um, which is just a bit of a deeper dive into what we do uh, today um, and every Saturday. So let me just refresh your memory, or if perhaps you're new to this process, let me explain what this channel is all about, what the armorreport.com website is all about. It's designed for the individual investor who wants to run his own capital. She wants to run her own capital. I respect you all for doing that. I've been doing this for over 30 years, managing my own capital, managing capital for investors. I started this website because while it's a great thing to do to run your own capital, you will quickly recognize that it's a monumental task. And so if you, if you value information and you understand the importance of learning how to get the information, then this channel and the website is designed for you. I'm gonna share with you the Armor Investing way. It's a three-stage process. Step one, we build our whiteboard. It's fundamental research. I'm gonna share information that I create from the work that I do. Stage two is to use algorithms to decide our entry and our exit points. And again, we have proprietary algorithms at the Armour Report, and I'll share the information. We follow the top seven indexes that we use to drive risk-on, risk-off decisions, and then we have our algorithms for individual stock use. And I share that information every day with armor insiders on our slack trading app so we're all together in the slack room sharing information and of course stage three and they're all important stages and none of this works without stage three and that's the proper use of stop losses it's a hard art to master but once you do it'll increase your um ability to protect capital during the difficult times, but still capture upside when the opportunities are there. That's what this channel's for. I hope to share all that with you. Now, of course, as always, I don't know who you are. You don't know me directly. I can't tell you what to do. I would never do that. So I'm sharing information and ideas that I'm using personally with my own capital. You have to determine whether or not it makes sense for you. Do your own due diligence. Your risk tolerance is different than mine, so you have to understand that before you act on anything. So please don't act on something just because you hear it in the next half hour. But what I hope is that what you hear helps you start turning those gears in your mind and make you think about how to manage risk, how to capture upside. So we're going to hit on the market in general. What happened last week? We had another massive alpha week for Armor Insiders, the Armor Report. Um, And my own, of course, my own personal portfolio, right? All this information that I'm sharing, I own these stocks. All right. I trade them this way. We're going to talk about the cannabis stocks. We're going to touch on the cannabis couch for a a brief moment. And um, we're going to start discussing precious metals again because they bear our attention. And then of course I'll get to Q and a, so feel free to fill up the message board and I'll, I'll cover that. So, Without further ado, let's dive in. The first thing I always like to do to start our day and to understand the week. When I say it was a massive alpha week, it was a really shocking alpha week. Um, we've had big alpha weeks this, this year, okay? The Armour Aggressive Portfolio, and there's three portfolios, four, there's three portfolios that we manage um, at the Armour Report. So what, what that really means is I have my own personal capital divided into three baskets. A lot of people preach diversification by buying, you know, 150 or 100 stocks, or they talk about investing in, you know, different assets all around the world. All right, to me that's just baking in mediocrity. Okay, that doesn't work. First of all, the world's totally correlated. So, um, thinking you can invest in other parts of the world to let you know to deal with these issues, that, that just doesn't work anymore. So what I do is I, and what I what the armor investing way is all about, is managing capital using different styles of management, and that's how I spread my risk. So one is the index-only portfolio. It's just algorithms. All we do is buy the seven indexes, the S&P, the Dow, the NASDAQ, small cap index, the momentum, the value, and the IBD 50. And we use algorithms to do it, right? So it's very little human interaction, algorithms saying go buy things, algorithms saying go sell things. That's it. Then we have our aggressive portfolio, which – is geared more towards disruptive growth stocks and then the conservative portfolio where we might do some bigger cap names, some turnaround stories. Okay. And so that's how we divide our, our capital. So, you know, in February and March, we had some huge alpha days because we were hundred percent cash and the market was collapsing. Last week was a huge alpha day because of stock selection. The markets kind of were pinned to the 3,700 level as we described they would be into quad witching, and yet our portfolio has exploded. And we're going to get into those chart patterns. I'll show you why we were focused on those names in a minute. But let's go Let's go look at um, – I'm going to take this off. If you want to subscribe, feel free to this channel or um, to our website in general. And, of course, thumbs up always helps. All right, let's go take a peek at um, – just to get ourselves situated to start this morning. This is the S&P. I always like to look at this – Andrew's fork that we're building starting this year because of massive and ridiculous fed intervention. Okay. Starts right there. And that's the channel we're in and we're walking right up the middle of that channel. Okay. So theoretically, when you blow out to the top side of the channel, you'd look to raise more cash. If you're at the bottom of the channel, maybe you're buying right in here, you know, where you're in the middle. And this is precisely why the risk monitor is yellow, right? So, um, Armor insiders are aware of this on the website. There's the risk monitor page. It doesn't change very often. It's a simple guide to understanding the seven algorithms we have for the big indexes. So it's been yellow for a while now, right? It goes green when the algorithms tell us, buy with two hands, all the algorithms are saying get long at the same moment. It goes yellow five days later. So we have a window of aggressive opportunity. Then we go yellow. And we can stay yellow for months as we're managing success. Right? So green means add risk aggressively. Yellow means manage success. You're booking some profits on stocks that explode. You're rotating capital into new ideas that are just starting to come out. And I'll go over some of those later. Um, But you're managing that risk. And of course, it goes red when the algos tell us it's time to raise cash everywhere. All right? So looking at these indexes right here, the S&P, we're just right in the middle of the range, and we're going to keep riding that range, okay? But what we did do last week is we added to the Armour Index-only portfolio the IBD 50. Now, it got shaken out right here, in this horrific Monday downdraft that nobody can quite explain to me and still keeps me up at night. But the algos get us long right in here as we break out of a four-up-and-out chart pattern, which is one of our favorite patterns. One, two. Three tests, four up and out. You've heard of double tops, you've heard of triple tops, you've never heard of quadruple tops because they just usually don't happen. It usually means the markets or the assets going higher. You could see a clear four up and out on the IBD 50 and the momentum index. I didn't write it for you, but I think you can figure it out by now. One, two, three. This is four breaking out. These were added to the armor index only portfolio this week. Okay, so, um, having viewed that, let me, um, let's talk about a couple things here. A little bit of philosophy now. So, what do we think? Last week, huge alpha, we'll go over some stocks in a minute of why we had that alpha. But before I get to all the cheerleading. This is armor for your portfolio. Algorithmic risk management. We start with risk management. Most people on YouTube, most people you talk to when it comes to stock market investing want to start by talking about how much money they're going to make you. Okay? And um, first of all, many of them are snake oil salesmen. I think you all know that. But it is the natural proclivity of man to, to be controlled by fear and greed and so as the market's going up it's what else can we buy and what can go up even more and let's go buy bitcoin as it's skyrocketing and and at the the very same time when the market's down big it's controlled by fear don't buy anything the bottom of march look out market's going lower right so this is the shouting carnival barkers you hear on, on YouTube, the Armour reports designed to help you counteract your natural emotions. So while it was a great week for us, and, and, and while we had huge alpha, it was a week where we were booking some profits. That doesn't mean we think the market's going down. Okay, I'm going to tell you in a minute. I think the market's going higher. I'll tell you right now. I think the market's going higher. We're going into the end of the year. It's been a great year. Portfolios are usually marked up into the end of the year. Um, Seasonality is with us. The options structure continues to be strong, suggesting higher markets. OPEX is behind us. All of these things are happening. Why did we sell a little bit last week? We reduced positions across the board in the aggressive portfolio on Thursday at the end of the day. And the reason we did it, and so now we have a 10% cash position in the aggressive portfolio, 20% conservative portfolio. And we did it because the ARMA report is about buying weakness and selling into strength. The exact opposite of what you want, of what your emotions want. We did it because of that old adage in the back of my mind as assets are just skyrocketing and incredibly speculative assets. Don't tell me, don't preach to me about how Bitcoin is going to replace the dollar and gold, okay? Even if that happens, that's that's years from now, all right? So what you've got is a massive Speculative boom that hit Bitcoin, small cap stocks, penny stocks. And what comes to mind is, and you probably heard this before, bulls and bears make money. Pigs get slaughtered. So what we don't want to do at this time is chase. You got to stop chasing stocks. You have to start sitting back and relaxing. Look at the money I'm making. This is fun. This is great. And you start preparing for what's next. As Andy Grove, the ex-CEO of Intel, wrote a book called Only the Paranoid Survive. Now's the time to be thinking about how to protect capital. You get off of margin at times like this. You don't add margin. You get off of margin. You build a small cash position. What? here's the question I wanted to ask you today. How is that decision wrong? I mean, maybe I didn't raise enough cash, right? It could be wrong that way. But what I mean is I raised 10% cash. How's it wrong? The Armour Aggressive portfolio is beating the S&P by a factor of more than four times this year. How is it wrong to book some profits in the midst of a, of a week of absolute speculative hysteria? Well, you'd say to me, well, what if the market keeps going up and I've got some cash now? I would say to you, that's greed talking. And let me tell you something. When we were buying stocks in late March and I asked people a question, why aren't you buying stocks right now? They would say to me, because the market might go lower. I said, it's down 40% already. That might go lower. I said, that's fear talking. And fear and greed don't make money. They destroy capital. So what I do to help combat that is I think about my portfolio from an alpha standpoint, outperformance versus the market over an annual period. I don't look at my daily P&L. So when when the armor algorithms were telling us to buy stocks in late March, while it was an emotional decision because the market had dropped 40% in a month and a half and you know, there was mass panic on the street, we were buying with two hands. And one of the, the thought processes that, that, that helped me free my hands to get at it was, hey man, I've got huge alpha. We went to cash at the top of the market, and it's down 40%. So what if I put money to work and it drops another 5%? You'd say to me, well, you'd lose 5%. I'd say, that's fear talking. You can always lose 5% if you put money in the market. All right, so that's just fear talking. But from an alpha standpoint, so what if I lost 5%? Now the market's down 45%. and I'm down five for the year. The alpha is enormous. Okay, now let's think about the the decision this week to book some profits into the hysteria. What's the downside? The the market keeps going up and I keep making a lot of money because I'm 90% invested. it would just be greed not to do that. I think about it from an alpha standpoint. I want to capture alpha. We captured alpha by buying stocks at the end of March. I'm capturing alpha by booking some profits up here. If the market rolls over when nobody expects it to, I've already started booking profits. And this is my last thought here, and then I'll start getting to the fun stuff. But, this is not a call that the market's going down. It's not about that. It's about leaning in the right direction to get your mind right. I've leaned in the direction of raising a little bit of cash. Now I'm going to let the market run and keep making money. If the market rolls over and starts to break down and you're on margin, not, and, and somebody's on margin, okay, and they book nothing into the hysterical strength, the market is now dictating to them. They're like a deer caught in the headlights. They look at these huge profits that have evaporated in an afternoon. Let me tell you something. It happens in an afternoon. Don't forget three, four Mondays ago. Four Mondays ago, uh, growth stocks imploded. They were down 10% across the board. So if you've leaned the right direction, which is to get away from greed, get away from fear, And then the market actually starts selling off. It makes it easier for you to protect your capital. You're not a deer in the headlights. You say, hey, yeah, I knew that. I already booked some profits. Now I'm going to book a little bit more. And that's the importance of going against the grain at these moments. I hope the market keeps going up. I think it will. We'll all keep making money. Hey, I might use that 10% and invest it in a different area of the market. We're going to get to that in a minute. Okay. But I'm not going to take the 10% and put it back into aggressive growth stocks, small cap stocks, anything like that at the moment. Okay. So, um, what, um, let's jump to the cannabis couch. What time is it? Okay. We're getting close to the time. So I want to try to get to Q and a, so let's jump to the cannabis couch. Um, Quick chart, quick thought on the cannabis couch, okay? This is MJ, and and so let me just tell you first what we did. We are focusing our portfolio, we have been for a while, on US cannabis plays. We, um, We really like the ETF MSOS, and YOLO as a way to get exposure, but of course, reduce single stock risk, but get exposure to the whole group with really smart guys running those funds. And then what we like to do is we like to own the four horsemen of the US MSO market, Trulieve, Green Thumb, Cresco, and uh, Curaleaf. And I welcome your ideas if you think I'm missing something there. You know, I've done a lot of work on the other names, I did see an announcement. I think it was yesterday. A very interesting announcement at Acreage. That they hired a Pfizer executive. Did you guys see that story? I have to go call through my Twitter feed. If you're not following me, it's at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal on Twitter. I think they hired a Pfizer exec to be the CEO of the company. That's really interesting to me. But I don't own Acreage. I don't own Harvest. I've done some work on Juicy. That looks pretty interesting to me. But in the earlier stages, there's, there's really this four horsemen are the ones that I'm riding. So when it comes to the cannabis in Canada, as you know, we were long CGC for the longest time, right? We, we bought CGC down here. Okay, we booked our profit right up here. We're out of CGC at the moment. Okay, And we're out of Kronos at the moment. Bought the stock down here, booked our profit up here. Now, both of those, you can see, went to the fourth standard deviation above the 200-day moving average and stalled out, which is not a surprise. Okay, That's what that line is up here. So I always like to book some profits at the fourth standard deviation line. We saw this pennant. It broke down out of the pennant. We stepped aside. And then for a while there, I thought, okay, I'm going to own MJ. And the very next day, AFRIA and Telray joined forces. And for a day, these stocks went up. But as you can see, now they're selling off. And so what what I did on Friday was I lifted my Canadian positions out of the portfolio. So I'm just purely U.S., although I know YOLO has some Canadian positions. But I like if you look at what's inside of YOLO, those guys really know how to run that fund. And so they've focused on different Canadian cannabis plays. So I took a step back because I thought that announcement of Afri and Telra is really bullish for the business. It's going to help get supply and demand back in line in Canada. And we just saw new Canadian numbers where demand is up over hundred percent for product, right? So the revenue's coming, the demand is building we see almost every other week companies like Canopy Growth is, you know, are closing growth facilities and consolidating. So, and then we see Afri and Telera get together. So we're seeing a reduction over time, not right now, but over time, a reduction in supply as demand is going up. So we're going to get a nice supply-demand equation, and we're going to want to own these stocks again. But for right now, you know, I really thought they would pop on that news and run. Instead, it was almost like a selling event. And so I said, okay, I'm going to step back help me raise a little cash, which I want to hold anyway. And um, I'm trying to decide what I want to do. Do I want to own MJ? Because it gets me the whole space as the supply demand equation comes into line, other acquisitions occur. Okay. Do I want to own just my favorite names, which I've been doing, which are the biggest and the best, Canopy, Kronos, best balance sheets, good management teams. Or do I go with What I think will be takeover targets, right? Something like um, an OGI. I love the technology there. I mean, are they going to be able to stay afloat long enough to be acquired? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Or how about VFF? I love this story. And clearly, it's a relative strength leader in the space. So until I really get comfortable with which direction I want to go, I'm out of Canadian cannabis for right now. And I'm kind of rethinking my approach there. All right, let's um, switch over real quick to precious metals and then I'll get to questions. When am I going to buy GDX? I'm sure there's a question on your mind. All right, GDX, GDXJ, All right? Okay, let's look at GDX though. It's the same chart pattern, but this is this little orange you know, island reversal was, was what got us out of these stocks for good. So don't forget if you're new to this, You know, we were down here, we got long and we had a nice run. And then we worked our way out throughout this topping process. And this got me to say, I'm done. I'm not trading these stocks again uh, until they prove, prove me wrong. And I've been right. They've been just kind of going down, making a base, not going anywhere. And I've been using that capital for other purposes. So step one, guys, don't forget opportunity cost of capital, right? You want to own stocks that are making money now. Even if I love precious metals and they're not going to go up for three or four months, why am I going to sit and hold them? I need the capital for something else. So I've been out for the last month. So here's the chart pattern. And, 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 and there's a lot of chatter. I know a lot of Armour insiders are curious, when am I going to put money back to work here? I got to be honest, guys. I, I, nothing's happened yet to this chart pattern. It's a possible double bottom below the 200-day, recapture the 200, find resistance at the 50 and at the downtrend. So what I really need to see is a rally up that breaks the trend. And then what I like to do is buy the first pullback or the first consolidation. So it pops up and then makes a base at 50, builds a high tight pennant. And I start buying it as the thing rips to the 55. Okay. I don't care if I missed the beginning. I just don't want to lock up my assets and an asset's not going anywhere. Right. So now here's Newmont. This is my number one go-to big cap. This is my number one go-to name in gold. If I can't make money in Newmont, I'm not making money in gold. Company pays a dividend. The dividend's increasing. Quality properties in the right locations around the world. This is the place I want to go first. But it hasn't given me any cause to go there yet. It had a three-day rally up to the 50-day, and then it sold off. Right? And now, here's my favorite Silver stock, Pan American silver. Now the silver looks a bit better. See, silver looks a bit better. It gapped out. So now what we're looking for is a pullback that makes a higher low that we buy or a consolidation at price. Could be a three or four day consolidation. Could be a week or two, sets up a pennant. We buy this thing at that point, right? Let's look at SLV just to look at silver itself. See, that looks pretty good. Silver looks like it's bottomed and it's making a real nice base and it's trying to break out. Gold, not so much yet. Not so much. This is just a rally and a downtrend. Okay? I like Franco Nevada, but look at that sell-off on Friday. Just went down and closed the gap. So there's just, you know, some of the smaller cap names, right? You're going to tell me, let's buy the smaller cap MAG, silver. Okay, I get you. I hear you. It's because small cap stocks are skyrocketing right now. But I'm not interested in adding a lot of small cap risk to my portfolio at this stage. Okay. There was no reason to chase Silvercrest on the break. It didn't break anywhere. All it did was run to the top of a channel. So we need to see something else, either a pullback that makes a higher low, where we get an algorithmic risk on entry point, or a consolidation that sets up an algo entry point. That's what I'm looking for in these names. And I don't have them yet. Now, a couple of thoughts for you. We're at the end of the month. We all know the end of the month in metals is usually miserable. Okay? Um, I think um, gold and silver contracts expire on the 28th. I'm pretty sure that's a bank holiday in, in England. Okay? Um, we would expect everything to be squared up by the 23rd before Christmas. So I'm going to watch them closer to that next week. We've started a day trading um, a segment of the Armor subscription. So anybody who's involved as an Armor subscriber and Armor insider, for the first two hours of every morning, I'm live sharing. I'm sharing my screen, screen showing you guys how I day trade, specifically around volume weighted average pricing or VWAP trading. If you're new to this, I just uploaded a video this week. So go check it out. It's on the playlist, um, Armor Education. And it's also on the day trading playlist where I explain step-by-step how to VWAP trade. It's it's our favorite way to trade. It's a mean reversion process. So go watch that video. I just uploaded it for you, I think two days ago. That's what we do every morning. We sit down, we start the live feed at 9.20. 9.30, we have our stocks that we're going to be trading we watch how they do. We might be invested in the first six to nine minutes of the morning. And if if it's a profitable day, we're usually done by 11, 1130. Okay? Um, and so what I'm going to be doing in that room on Monday, you can be sure, is watching Newmont, watching GDX, watching Pan American. Because if we get that type of setup in the morning, I'm going to trade those names. And then if we capture those names on a day trade and they explode higher, we'll be in cheap. And we might turn them into positions in a portfolio. So anyway, um, also just to wrap up, one thought: Armor insiders that are watching this, I've, and I and I challenge all of you, not just inside, everybody who's you know, um, whether you're a subscriber to this channel or you're investing on your own or whatever, look back at 2020 and come up with your New Year's resolutions of what you want to do as an investor in 2021. Stop repeating the same mistakes. Start repeating the same successes. So the first thing on my list, one of the things that drove me most crazy, and mind you, our performance is multiples of the S&P performance. But does that stop me from looking objectively at my decision-making and wanting to improve? Never. I always want to improve. And so my, what I would say was one of my biggest weaknesses this year is that we had names on the armor whiteboard, right, which is stage one of the armor investing Way. Build your whiteboard of fundamental names. Do your research, know what you want to own. That were, they, they were on that whiteboard. I knew there were stocks I wanted to focus on, and I missed them. Disney is the one that drives me crazy. When that stock was 120, 125. I, even, I think I came on here and spoke to you guys on YouTube. I said, this is, the, this is the easiest trade of the year. How did I miss it? All right, so I've reordered the Armor whiteboard. So when we're done with this discussion, guys, Armor insides, you can go check out the website. I call it Top Shelf, you know, parentheses, pop the water bottle ideas. Those of you who play ice hockey understand that, Okay. They're top shelf ideas. So here are all the ideas on the whiteboard, but these are the top shelf names I don't want to miss. So every time we get an algorithmic entry point, which is stage two of the Armour Investing Way, so we have our whiteboard, we have our top shelf names, we get an entry point. Every time we put the capital to work, we don't talk ourselves out of it. We don't come up with the reasons why we shouldn't. Every time, if it's a top shelf name, the stock gets put to work. If we do that, Hopefully in 2021, I'll have less names that drive me crazy come December. (laughs) I'm always going to have some, right? Because some won't make it to the top shelf list. And I'll say, gosh, how did it not make it? But at the very least, I want top shelf names to be in the portfolio. And we did a good job this year, right? We got Pinterest. We got Snap. We got a bunch of great names in the portfolio. But there's a couple that got away that drive me crazy. And that's what I want to fix in 2021. What do you want to fix? Let me know. Put some comments down here at the end of this video. I'd like to know what your resolution is as an investor. What do you want to work on? And I tell you what, I'll try to help you do that at the Armor Report. Whether you're an Armor Report insider or whether you're a subscriber to this YouTube channel, you let me know what your resolutions are, and together as a community, we'll work on fixing them. All right, let's get to the Q and A. Thanks for spending your time with me this morning. What have we got? Festeroso, Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Um, is it too late to re-enter sale, reenter sale or crowd strike? What's a good name for entry ASAP? What's a good name for entry? I'm not exactly sure what you mean there. But um let's take a look at um oops that's not what I wanted all right so you're looking at CrowdStrike all right this is a great question I'm so glad you asked me this question okay there's CrowdStrike so Armour portfolios we own this position right in here okay we own it right in here and so we're on the midst of a skyrocketing stock it's part of why we had such alpha this week and the same is true for SailPoint okay Armor Investing Way, and I wrote this out for you so you guys can see how this works. The Armor Investing Way, we added it to the whiteboard back here. We did not buy it back here, all right? We were going to buy it right in here, and then they announced they were added to the S&P mid-cap, and it broke out ahead of us, and so we didn't chase it, okay? We had to wait for the next Armor algorithmic setup, which was right here, and we caught this run. And now we're enjoying the ride and raising our stops. And this brings up, you're asking me, this is exactly, this is so interesting you brought this up. My New Year's resolution number two is to stop adding positions to my portfolio that are nowhere near the correct entry point. I want to add positions that are right near the stop. If you're buying right, the low of the day you bought it or the low of the prior day, okay, should be your stop. So if you look at a position, let's look at sale point, and you buy the stock up here, I am asking you, what is the logical stop? Where would you stop this position out? You can't use the low of the day you bought it. It's in in no man's land. It could easily go down for a couple days and skyrocket again. You'll just be shaken out. If you use stops incorrectly, they'll just cut your portfolio up. So what I submit to you is the buy day, which is using our armor algorithms, was here. We could either use the low of that day. Notice how it never even challenges the low of the day we bought it. That's why the LODB is usually the best stop. But we could also, I would have used the low of the day before because that was the move we were buying. The move started this day. We bought it the next day. So this is LOMB, right? I would have used that low. So if I'm buying tight to the stop, I could put risk on. If I'm buying up here, I can't put risk on. I don't know what the correct stop is. It's no man's land. Same thing with CrowdStrike. Okay, we were buying CrowdStrike in here. This was the right risk on day. All right, the low of that day would be your stop or the low right here, which is the low of the move we were buying. You know, theoretically, we should have only bought it on one of these two days, this day or the next day. All right, we bought this day. Okay. So the low of the move. So right here, it's tight to its base. If I buy the stock here, what's my stop? So you say, well, let's use LODB. You can't. I mean, you could. You could do whatever you want. But what I'm saying is it's just, that's going to whip you out of stocks constantly. There's just no way... Now, what I did is I increased the position right in here because this was a high-tight pennant, and even that I wouldn't do, but I bought it right there. I I added a little bit here, all right, because my low of that day or the previous day would have been the stop because at least you had a tight formation, but even that's incorrect, and I'm telling you, in the future, I mean, you say, how can it be incorrect? You made more money. It's because it's the wrong discipline. If I keep doing that, I'm going to run into a buzzsaw. The purpose of having this discipline is that you'll find as the market skyrockets like this, more and more names leave the station, and there's nothing left to buy. If you buy right, there's nothing left to buy, and so you start building up a cash position, and that helps you when the whole thing rolls over and breaks down because you haven't put yourself on margin chasing stocks that are running. Next question. Knowledge is power. I love it, Ken. Love it. Absolutely. Southeast 99 how are you, my friend? Cannabis couch thoughts on Afri and Telray merger. All right, well, um, I think I, I I addressed it, but I'll just address that merger specifically. I think it's great, and and, and I sell the stocks in the space because I don't know how it's going to really affect. Um, like for instance, K- Canopy or Kronos. Does does the consolidation make competition worse? I don't think so. I think it's really going to help supply and demand, and that takes precedence. But at the moment. I'm a little unsure. The price action of MJ, which is really your ca- Canadian ETF, isn't performing the way I thought it would on that news. And that's why I have stepped back, right? So the reaction to the news is more important than the news. And so far, the reaction is a bit muted. I thought it would have been more po- more positive. Any, okay, let's go take a look, Raymond, on a couple of your favorites. Um Oops. Let's take a look here on the O'Neill chart. All right, massive volume comes in Friday, which is opex, so that's just option expiration. Okay, a uh, UK-based owner-operator renewable energy. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know this company. I don't have any information for you there. There's nothing wrong with that chart pattern. Let's put it that way. You know, the relative strength is confirming the breakout in the stock. Nothing wrong with it. VC, VMC. Um, relative strength fifty three, so not that exciting. Vulcan material. Um, I get it. Concrete. Okay. I don't know what the philosophy there is on why you'd want to own it. So what's the fundamental reason that you put it on your whiteboard? I don't know. And I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any opinion for you on that. I just try to speak when I actually have something worth saying. Even then, you know, I'm sure I fill the airways. Uh, okay, uh, Raymond. No, um, Sean Hill, um, MSTR, MicroStrategy. Boy, we missed that, didn't we? Or maybe you got it. Maybe you got it. Uh, you know, I'm just going to keep going back to my own, um, my own uh, New Year's resolution. I'm going to keep coming at it from that angle. Where's your stop if you're buying it up here? Where's your stop? This is um, a pattern that's already exploded. If you're honest with yourself, you needed to own it down in here. You could have owned it again on this cup and handle right here, right? At this stage, uh, there's just nothing I would do. You're more than four standard deviations. You blew out like five or six standard deviations above the 200 day. So that's usually a blow off top. So I, I don't know. I wish you the best of luck there. My favorite pattern is rocket ship. (laughs) I'm with you on that. Oh, you know what I wanted to share with you guys? Um, Are some high-tight pennant formations. Take a look at, um, you know, so here's an idea. So where do you buy uh, a true leaf, right? So true leaf is in here making this, it, it really down here is where we bought it. But if you look at the US MSOs, what I call the four horsemen of the apocalypse, <laughs> the Canada, maybe that's a bad thing to call, it. I don't know. But anyway, they're the four horsemen for me, and it's um, it's uh, a TCNNF, right, and it just broke out of another tight pennant formation, it's just a stair step process up, and they all have the same pattern. Look at that pattern on Green Thumb, same tight. You can see why I'm focusing our cannabis investing on the U.S. space. Look at these names. They look phenomenal. Ear relief, same patterns. You know, so that's kind of where we're focusing our attention when it comes to cannabis. All right, ID Doc, how are you, my friend? Thank you for your great input, as usual. Well, thank you for that compliment. What do you think of green energy stocks? Plug... All right, well we added shares of um, run this week. Now I didn't like that close because the market was imploding, but I like that setup, right? So there's the first stage base. It runs, uh, pun intended, pulls back, sets up a double bottom at the 50-day moving average. I know exactly what my stop is. We added the position on this day. This was the breakout, this was the buy day, the Armour Algorithmic Entry Point. We didn't buy it till the following morning on weakness. So we picked it up cheaper, right? The low of this down day, which is the 15th, is our stop. We leave this position alone. So I do have some interest in green energy. Um, I do, I've been following Plug. You know, I don't, I'm not there. I mean, the stock is just running. So, um, you know, these are good names for us to day trade, but I'm not willing to put positions to work up here at this stage in the game. If you already own it, it's brilliant. You keep running it until it breaks down below, you know, whichever moving average works for you. And this is an important thing to go over guys. You have to determine the type of stop you want to use. So the armor investing way is stage one, build the whiteboard stage two: use armor algorithms to find entry points, which is computer AI, the quantitative aspect of what we do. And then use stop loss rules to help you manage your success. I can't tell you anything to do, okay? But I certainly can't tell you what stops to use because I don't know the type of trader you are. So if you're a swing trader, you might use a stop like, um, I don't know, the nine day or the 14 day moving average, a really tight stop, right? The 14 day looks like plug power is riding the 14 day right now. If you're more of a a bit of a longer term holder, you might say, I'm going to use the 25 day. And if you're a real investor who wants to stay as long as possible, you use the 50-day. You can go back and look and see how it touches the 50 and rides it all the way up. So if you're a guy who wants to invest and hold as long as possible, and you did that with Plug Power back here as it broke out on June 4th, you'd still be in this trade the whole way up. It never closed below the 50-day moving average. Now, sometimes what I do is I, start, I might start at the 50 and then I start using the 25 when, it's, when you see the fan start to get wide. The spread between the 25 and the 50 is getting bigger. See here how tight it was between the 25 and the 50? So I'm using the 50, right, if I'm an investor. But now I might say, hey, maybe the 25 day, because it's starting to go parabolic, and I don't want to give back all those gains. So you got to figure out how to do that on your own, okay? But I do like these names, and something for us to think about the whiteboard it's a decent chart pattern. It looks like it's just trying to break out. IEA and N K. BLNK. I don't, yeah, oops. I don't have any direct information on these names. Right? The real breakout's in here. So, I mean, there's no way I'm chasing them here, right? But something for us to do research on now. ID Doc. Francine, how are you? Nice to see you. E-X-A-S. Exact Sciences. Hmm. Interesting chart. Nice cup and handle on a short-term basis on exact sciences. Oh, look at that weekly breakout. All right. All right, Francine, let's put this on the list. I know you're an Armor Insider, so let's get this on the list and see if we can't uh, get some access here. i I'll do some research on Monday, and I'll, in the meantime, we'll look to put that on the day trade list. That's a great-looking pattern right there, and that's the right entry point. TXG. Oh look at the volatility in TXG. You know, both of these names are good. I've, I've been wanting to own TXG for a long time. And obviously, I've missed it all the way up. You got a couple of good ideas here. That's not a bad close on a crazy day. Perfect cup and handle. All right. I get a, uh, you get a gold medal, Francine. I like both of those ideas. And we're going to put them the top of the whiteboard to day trade on Monday morning. And if we get the situation and entry right, while we're doing that, I'll be doing some research on both names, listening to the conference calls, doing the work I have to do to get comfortable. Maybe we turn it into positions. But of course, if we do that, we got to find room somewhere else because we're not putting cash that we've just raised to work in these names. So we'll have to look at our portfolio and see if we want to shift. Raymond's long 600 IWM from the March low when should I trim? That's a decision for you, my friend. I, I cannot tell you, you know, how to run your portfolio, okay? So I'm I'm happy here to go over ideas and look at chart patterns and such, but I'm never going to tell somebody, you know, you know, when to sell a position they're making money on. It's just walking it up. All I could say to you is this, Raymond. The Armour Investing Way uses... Ru- stop losses, and we raise those stops as the asset keeps going up. And we generally use a trailed stop at the 50 or the 25 or the 14-day moving average. And you have to determine what's right for your own risk tolerance and, you know, what makes sense for you. Tech Monkey, any thoughts? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Toke. Huh, any thoughts on Toke? Shoot, I didn't do any work on Toke. Sorry about that. I'm going to have to, get, to uh, get back to you on that. There's Toke right there. I have to see what's inside of Toke. Well, maybe the, maybe the reason I haven't done the work on it, to be quite frank with you, is the amount of shares that trade every day. I mean, it's a complete peanut. 23,000 shares a day, and it's a $15 stock. I think actually that's the work I've done. I think that's why, Deb, I didn't get any deeper into it because I just won't trade an asset that has such tiny amounts of volume. Think of the dollar volume there, it's tiny. And so, um, you know, I'm going to stick to names. Even you know even but look at MSOS. It's a thirty five dollar stock. It trades, you know, um, two hundred and fifteen thousand shares a day, and even that's thin. What's Yolo? I trade a day two hundred and forty thousand shares a day on Yolo. So I'm going to stick with the names that trade a lot more volume. And besides, the charts all look basically the same, so I'm not sure I'm missing anything in Toke. I'll, I'll go over and take a look to see what's in it, but that tiny volume just keeps me out of the stock. I hope you understand that, but don't let me stop you. I mean, this is why I haven't focused on it. All right, um, thoughts on WBA? All greens, huh? Fright-Aid doing. Yeah. These guys are going through consolidate uh, uh, turnarounds. They're trying to turn their business around. But I have a hard time investing in the business. A, I don't really like the business model, but B, every single time now this is the truth every single time, Amazon sneezes about a discussion of selling drugs, prescription drugs online. These stocks get destroyed. It's ridiculous. I just can't even, I mean, I just, I just got stopped out of a position in Teladoc because of that same ridiculous sneeze. I put a position on Teladoc and then Amazon said, oh, they're going to get into telehealth. And the stock dropped down and I got stopped out. It's not going to keep me out of Teladoc because I actually really love that business model, a high margin business model. I don't see the reason to own WBA. And if you've got a reason, you know, maybe direct message me and let me know. AKTS Raymond, that's a sweet looking chart pattern breakout. I don't know that business at all. Mobile wireless device industry. Look at that pattern. All right, you're on to something there. AKTS. I write that down. Do a little bit of work on it. I don't know anything about it, but that's a good pattern. Joe Black. We sold MDB with huge profits. Well done, brother. Well done. That was a classic four up and out chart pattern. One, two, three. Well, one, this is two right here. Three and four took it out, pulled back, and skyrocketed. Similar names like ESTC and Twillow. I, I sold, feels good, but kept similar and bought, same early stage, C-T-I-T? I don't know, that, that symbol doesn't work for me. But good for you, Joe, well done. I love ESTC, that's a great, that's a great idea. And of course, Twillow is in Armour Portfolios. Looking good. All right. uh, Thoughts on the chart, Ford and EIX. Yeah. you know, look, at the end of the day, it's an opportunity cost of money for me. And the fact of the matter is I just can't ever find a way to free up cash to buy shares of Ford or any other car company. Tesla, you should own, right? I should have owned that. But I didn't even own Tesla. I just, the business models don't interest me. I've totally missed Tesla, Tesla, so I admit that. (laughs) But Ford just doesn't interest me. I can't get into it. Not that it's a bad idea. You might make a lot of money there. You know, the chart pattern is questionable to me. It had a huge sell-off, huge run back, right up to the overhead. But maybe I'm just talking my dislike of the whole group. Edison, electric utility, Not a bad idea. In, in really conservative accounts, my favorite names are Duke Energy, Southern Company. Um, I used to like Dominion, but not anymore. There's nothing wrong with Edison. Let's move on. Patrick, I've been watching old favorites, Viva. Interesting you brought this up, Patrick. Let's talk about Viva for a second. Maybe somebody's got a beat on this. Um, they're turning their company into a different type of entity. Um, they filed for it. A public, a PVC. Um, I can't remember the name of it now. You guys have to look it up. They're changing their business. And when I listened to the last conference call, it turned me off. They're saying that they're a public utility almost. They're saying that their cloud for the um, um, life sciences industry is so important. Everybody's to standardize on it. And in order to help people do that, they're changing their corporate structure. To me, that just sounds like, and they actually said it, margins are gonna go down next year. They're trying to sign bigger deals that last decades. So that, that tells me the deal cycle is going to be stretched out. So it'll take longer to close deals. And maybe it's great for the company long-term, but I just don't see how it's going to be great for the company in the short term, the next three to six to nine months. In fact, I think it could be detrimental. So either I don't understand what they're doing, so I can't invest in it, or I'm right and I don't want to invest in it. So that's where my head is on Viva Systems. Um, and if somebody has an idea that can explain it to me better than the work that I've done, I mean, I'd love to make comments right down here in the section, comment section. Explain to me what it is they're doing and why it's a bonus for them as opposed to a drag for an investor. Akamai. Oh, geez, look at the Akamai chart. But look at the relative strength. I mean, it's just a terrible relative strength stock, just terrible. And so what I submit to you is we're long Fastly in Armour portfolios. We bought Fastly in, uh, under, under 100. And I think there's a real story unfolding in Fastly. So, and I've shared this with Armour Insiders. And you know, if you guys want to chat about it again on Monday, I'd be more than happy to go over it. So um, I think that's a big story. So that's kind of where I'd rather put my Akamai dollars. Oh, Vulcan. Okay, so, okay, Raymond's saying Vulcan for the infrastructure bill. Okay, you could do that, you know, but I know guys who've been trying to make money off of an infrastructure bill by investing before the bill gets passed for the last decade, and they they, they never make any money. So I almost feel like I, I haven't missed a thing. Let them pass a bill. I mean, investing in advance of hoping that the government passes a bill, you know, is not my favorite investment plan. There's Even if I miss the first 10% pop on the stocks, there's another 90% ahead of me if they actually ever pass a bill where they actually ever spend any money to actually do any infrastructure. That's my thought. GHVI. GHIV. Blank check companies. I don't do them. I don't do them. Wholesale mortgage. I just can't do it. I don't do them but I appreciate your question, but I just, I have a certain way of investing. I like to do my own research to put things on my whiteboard. I don't like to, to, to give someone money into a blank check company and hope that they put together the company I want. I just can't do it. And I've missed some great investments. Okay. So don't listen to me. If you want to go on it, go do whatever you want. But just for me, for the armor investing way, it doesn't fit my process. And so I don't do it. You know, I, I believe, and I'm going to leave you with this. We'll sign off. It's been an hour. I'll, thank you for spending time. But I'll sign off by saying you have to do what you're best at. Now, this could be almost, almost New Year's resolution number three. Focus on what you're best at and stop with the noise around you, trying to pull you in different directions, getting you to do different things. Right? The, for me, the armor investing way works. It's a process that works. I've got to just keep hitting that process. I don't need to buy Bitcoin. I don't need to do SPACs. It doesn't mean people can't make money in those things. It's just, I'm going to focus on what I'm good at. And I'm going to keep doing it. And I suggest you guys do the same. I wish you all a great weekend. I look forward to seeing all Armor Insiders bright and early. 8.30 Monday morning for the morning call. And let's go relax and enjoy what was an unreal week. Take care, guys. Oh, uh, before I sign off, I have one question just popped up. JP, oh, City, You were saying City. City and J.P. Morgan. I got you. Yeah, I don't know. I'll have to look into that. I'm not a buyer of these stocks right now, but we'll see. All right, guys, listen, have a great weekend. Take care.